Welcome to Dense in the Darkness, the monthly podcast of the Northeast Collaborative. We're a new church network that empowers pastors to lead and launch healthy churches in Northeast America. I'm your host, Tim Madeira from WRGN, and I'm here with NEC's Executive Director, Dan Nichols. This month, we have Diane Lytle and Terry Perrine with us. Dan, tell us a little bit about why you wanted to have Diane and Terry with us today. Absolutely, Tim. Man, it is so exciting to have both of you here. Terry uh, is the director of a phenomenal conference called the Life Women's Conference, a ministry of Clark Summit University, just north of Scranton, PA, and also has a really cool tie to WRGN, which I'll let you talk more about, Tim. And uh, we're so thankful to have you here today, Terry. And uh, Clark Summit University is an official partner with the Northeast Collaborative, and they offer scholarships to our pastors, which is an awesome perk. And Diane Lyle, is also with us from CSU. She's a big-time encourager, motivated leader, an experienced teacher and friend for me and my wife, Joy. My wife, Joy, grew up at the same church where uh, Diane's been a longtime member along with her husband, Jim, and uh, we've also served with the same missions agency called ABWE, and Diane and her husband uh, served with them for years in South Africa while we serve with them here in the United States. So lots of cool connections. We're just so honored to have both of you on the podcast today. As you mentioned, there is a connection between Terry and WRGN. We have a library here at the studios, 14,000 books and DVDs, great resource for our area listeners and pastors. But Terry, for the last few years, has been our librarian. Yeah, it's really cool just to be here and see all of the worlds sort of collide, I guess, if you will. But I'm super pumped to be on the podcast. So thanks for having me. Well, I want to find out a little bit more about Diane and Terry, and I want to let them share with us their story. So, Diane, let's start with you. Um, I'm excited to be here. Dan, it's been fun to watch you grow up and grow into your ministry, starting out at Restored Church and now with the Northeast Collaborative and uh We were at your first service there at the Restored Church when you started there, and we've been following your ministry, and so it's it's really great to be a part of this. Uh, I was brought up outside of Chicago in a Roman Catholic home. I attended Catholic schools all the way through the 12th grade, but I don't remember ever hearing the gospel during that time. After I finished high school, I was dating a guy whose family attended a little Baptist church, and they invited me to some evangelistic meetings. Mm. I kind of wondered what the Holy Rollers did there in the Baptist church, (laughs) (laughs) so I went mostly out of curiosity. But I heard the gospel there for the first time and uh, started attending regularly. And uh, by the time a few weeks had gone by, uh, the people in that church, I think, loved me into the family of God. And uh, it was great to to get involved there at that church. The pastor's daughter was going to be attending Clark Summit University that next fall. So my pastor encouraged me to go with her. And so I did. And uh, it was exciting to move from the old uh, cornfields and soybean fields of flat Illinois Mm. and to come out to the hills in northeast Pennsylvania. I can remember seeing a, a student walking down past my my dorm singing a hymn at the top of his lungs, and I thought I'd died and gone to heaven. It was such a wonderful <laughs> experience um, to, to be here and to be involved in that kind of an environment. Um, being at CSU really changed my life. Um, after ministering at CSU for 14 years, uh, we ended up as missionaries in South Africa, as Dan mentioned before. And we did church planting and worked with a little Bible college there. And that was a real fun time for us as a family. We went with three daughters and I came back with four. We now also have an adopted South African daughter. Mm. So our, our four daughters live in uh, California, Connecticut, Washington, D.C., and South Africa. 
Wow. And so we don't get to see them as often as we'd like, but whenever we can, it's a little challenge right now to see the one in South Africa since she's, uh, the borders are all closed right now, but we're hoping to be able to get together with her before too much time goes by. So since we've been back, um, since for the last 14 years now, um, my main position is as a adjunct online faculty member. I teach Bible classes and women's ministry courses in our online program. I'm also the faculty development specialist which means that I help our faculty to um, design their courses and have really good quality. I also train our new students on how to use our Schoology learning management system. So that's my involvement there with that part. Uh, Jim and I have also been traveling a lot for the college, at least up until the pandemic hit. So we're often on the road on the weekends, encouraging our alumni and friends of the college. Jim speaks in a lot of churches. And uh, so we haven't been doing an awful lot of that lately, but uh, hopefully that'll be starting up again in a few months when things settle down. So that's basically what I've been involved in. I also was with the Life Conference as the director for 13 years and recently turned that over to Terry. Well, that brings us to Terry Perrine, who's here in the studios with us. Terry, you have taken over as director of the Life Women's Conference, and let's hear your story, how you got where you are. Sure. Yeah, I'd love to tell it. Uh, so my husband and I both grew up in New Jersey. We grew up in the Methodist Church, came to this area in the mid-2000s, if you will. Before that, I was a missionary in Appalachia and had the opportunity to do all kinds of things down there, including um, build building homes, working in food pantries, uh, working on literacy programs, all kinds of stuff, which was a really amazing experience. Uh, it was around 2014 that uh, my husband and I got plugged into ministry up here in Northeast PA. Um, we now attend an evangelical free church in Dallas, Pennsylvania, and uh, we are involved in a grief ministry there, and I also mm. teach women's Bible study there, mm. which is really great. So you've gotten involved in a lot of ministry. Dan, as I listen to these two share, I feel like a slacker here. We we are oh, slackers. Man. <laughs> we totally are. I'll tell you what, if you want to get a job done, you give it to a woman. I am very impressed with all that both you and Diane are involved with, and your involvement at Clark Summit University goes beyond just your education there. That's right. I did get my graduate degree there. I got a master's of arts in Bible, and then I also graduated from the seminary with a master of divinity awesome. uh, just recently. Thank yeah. you. Awesome. Yeah, uh, Terry. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and now I work there. So yeah. uh, I work at the seminary in admissions, uh, working with pastors and other ministry leaders, getting them plugged in to uh, further education and uh, to degrees that will help them to further their ministry. Mm. And I really love doing that. Now, Clark Summit University, not just a ministry school, although ministry is at the center, isn't it, Diane? Oh, definitely. Um, all of our undergraduate students double major in Bible, but even the courses that are not Bible courses are all completely filled with Bible and, and what it is that the Bible has to say about it, whether it's business or education or counseling, um, it's, it's infiltrated through our whole curriculum. Mm. Awesome. Now, it's been an interesting time, and you even mentioned what you are doing as far as online is concerned. You guys are continuing to minister even during this challenging time, right? Yes, we have about 300 students on campus, and um, as of today, we're still COVID-free. We are wearing masks and distancing in our classrooms, and uh, I was just at chapel this morning, and uh, that hasn't seemed to stop 
the enthusiasm our students have for mm. worshiping and fellowshipping and, and getting into the word. It's, it's still an exciting time. We're keeping each other safe on the summit. <laughs> oh, that's there good. you go. So that's one of the wins as far as Clark Summit University is concerned. But what are some of the other things that you see happening on campus right now? Well, our enrollment is up again online as well as on campus, which is really an encouragement to, mm. to see that happening and um, having our students so involved. Um, our online program is growing. We've got a whole team working on our online programs for now. I mean, we've got students that are adults, which would be anybody 25 and older. Most of our online students are that way. And it's, it's so great for them to be able to stay where they are, keep their jobs, stay with their families. They don't have to move here with yeah. the technology that we have now. And uh, for adults, it's a great opportunity. Um, for our, um, the 18 to 24-year-olds, hey, coming on campus is part of the experience of being a young adult, and that's a cool thing. But for, for our other adults, it's great. Yeah, I know uh, the online programming has been so huge for CSU, mm-hmm. but for me, I just remember one of the biggest wins for me was going on campus and having the relationships, like the the real-time relationships with people of CSU is so valuable because there's a ton of amazing people there. Isn't that right, Terry? That's right. And the people who are there are really dedicated to the students. Um, you know, ministering to the students is is really part of what they do all day long. Mm. Um, and so there is uh, something really special with the CSU experience. When you talk about this idea of the online learning, which is a great resource to be able to have, but the difference between that and being on campus, being able to communicate one-on-one, not just with other students, but the professors, isn't there something about that, Diane, that helps students to connect and, and get excited about their education? As an online instructor involved in, the, in our online world, one of the things that's special about our online program is that it's very personalized. Mm. I mean, I have students I've had in the online program who feel the same way about their online professors as the, our students do on campus. Wow. Mm. We keep our classes small. It's not just online students. Hey, I'm doing my independent study the same time you're doing your independent study. Mm. They're working together. They're talking to each other. We've got discussions going all the time. And so it's, we share prayer requests. And so um, I, I'm just kind of taking the online angle here for a minute. Um, <laughs> Oh, I think that's good because I think as we as we look at online schools, and I know people that have kids, for instance, in high school, they're saying this is not the same experience as having you know kids in class. But you've designed it purposely to be able to you know, to speak to those students directly, as opposed to just putting a video professor up there and filling in the paperwork. Oh, right. That's nothing like what our online program is like. Yeah, it's been designed right from the beginning to be very interactive and interpersonal. Well, and especially in this day and age, you have to have a both and approach or your toast. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I think it's awesome that CSU got way ahead of the curve on that. And then when COVID hit, you already had the infrastructure. I mean, I've heard so many talk about this with CSU, especially you already had it ready to go and you just, it's just beefed up and souped up and you're just, you're soaring with that. Uh, that's really good to hear. Even our residential faculty also teach online. So they're already familiar with how it all works. And uh, even the way we've got things set up right now, we're working on a bit of a hybrid. It's Three-hour classes are now meeting two hours in class and one hour online. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a little bit of a mix. It's a little bit of a hybrid so that there isn't quite as much personal contact between the students to try to keep the COVID away as much as possible. Mm. Now, you've talked about uh, the online. You've talked about increased student enrollment. Uh, what else is happening at Clark Summit University? Well, it's been exciting to see the way the seminary is going particularly. Terry, maybe you could talk about that. 
Yeah, so we've seen a big spike in our seminary enrollment lately, and I think um, a lot of that has to do with the way that we design our online program. Mm. Um, We are hearing now from pastors and other ministry leaders who are enrolling in our seminary that because of the way our classes are designed, they're able to interact with other pastors and other ministry leaders from around the world, Yeah, something that they can't get if they just go to a seminary in their town or, you know, move to whatever seminary they want to go to. And uh, what a neat way to see uh, what they're learning be applied in such practical ways, yet such different ways than what they would experience otherwise. Yeah, with Northeast Collaborative, we've had this thing that we started right when COVID hit called weekly processing time, where we get pastors together on Zoom from multiple states. Mm -hmm. And repeatedly in these weekly processing times, pastors have said, oh my gosh, I never thought about what, like if they're in New York, what you're facing as a pastor in New Jersey or in Pennsylvania, right? And just that experience for them is so refining, challenging. It pushes them to become better leaders, better pastors. And that stuff is what you're offering through the seminary. That's Mm -hmm. really cool. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing is because our foundation is unashamedly based on the word of God Mm. and the eternal word of God, we are still standing when other seminaries have been, um, little shaky. Yeah. <laughs> there, there you go. little shaky. Yeah. And we have people coming to us that might not otherwise because they're saying what you're offering is what I need mm-hmm. and I can't find that anywhere else. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, that's a shame as it reflects on some other places, but we do appreciate uh, Clark Summit University and holding fast to the word mm-hmm. of truth. That is important. Praise God. Now, I want to talk a little bit, shift our conversation to the Life Women's Conference. Uh, that is coming up, and uh, it looked a little different this past year, but uh, hoping to get things back to normal. Terry, why don't you, you tell us about that? Because we've partnered with the uh, Life Women's Conference for quite a few years now and love the partnership. Yeah, so for over 35 years, the Life Women's Conference has been equipping women to live their faith every day. It stands for Live Your Faith Every Day. Mm. L-Y-F-E. Um, and we have had literally thousands of women come and hear from speakers uh, from all around the world. Uh, this year coming up, they're going to be hearing from a Scottish girl, Sheila Walsh, mm-hmm. who I'm sure you all know. Awesome. Um, and she has taught over 6 million women in her career, mm. which is really amazing. And so it's it's written really exciting to bring her to Northeast PA and let the people that come to the Life Women's Conference learn from her. Mm. We you know, want to empower and encourage women in their faith walk. And we do that through teaching, through breakout sessions, through ministry focus groups. We Mm -hmm. have things specifically for pastors' wives available there. Uh, We have worship. This year we have Ginny Owens coming. Oh, Um, I love Ginny Owens. Yeah, I'm so excited to have her. Um, We've had other groups in the past, like Selah has been there uh, last year, and many, many others. So this is a long-standing ministry of CSU. It's been around for a long time. Now, you mentioned one aspect of that that I want to highlight, because a lot of people that listen to our podcast are pastors and ministry leaders. Right. And you talked about pastors' wives. What do you find as the advantage for pastors' wives coming to the Life Women's conference. When they come, they get to network with each other and they get to talk with each other about the joys and the struggles of what it is to be a pastor's wife Mm. with other people who know exactly what they're talking about. Mm. And we typically bring another pastor's wife in to teach them on a specific topic and then they get to learn together, discuss it together and grow together. You know, with uh, NEC, we have soul care coaches. Uh, Jamie and Julie Overholzer serve as our soul care coaches and Julie especially has this incredible ministry with pastors 
pastor's wives across the nation, really, and she interacts with them on this level where she's noticed that there's so much isolation Mm. with pastor's wives specifically because a lot of the times the challenges that they're facing are uh, with people in their congregation. Right. And they're not necessarily able to really process and work through those things with them. And so it's so helpful to have outside relationships with other pastor's wives or soul care coaches or even an event like this at uh, Life Women's Conference where they can come and share the great things that God's doing, but also the things that they're facing and see others who are going through it and and go through it together Mm -hmm. rather than feeling like they're isolated. Yeah. And you have Sheila Walsh as your main speaker, but you have breakout sessions, and it's in those breakout sessions that a pastor's wife or a, a ministry leader would be able to go and say, this is where I need to plug in mm. this year. Tell us about that. We have about a dozen breakout sessions that we offer each year, um, and they can range on anything from suicide prevention to caregiving to marriage and relationship development mm. and speakers from all over the world. We have Pearl Buck's daughter coming mm. this year, so we're really excited about that. We also partner with a number of nationally known ministries who come and speak with our women also Mm. ministries like compassion international um, that have been a real joy to partner with oh that is exciting i'm I'm really glad to be able to partner uh, through nec and through clark summit university with the life women's conference now you've got something that's uh, going on now called the life 365 initiative what is it and why is it valuable diane Well, we started Life 365 because one of our trustees caught on when she came to visit the conference about how so many women were saying, oh, I wish the Life Conference could go on all year. (laughs) So this is our way to get around that. We're offering four courses that our ladies can take throughout the year. They're each eight weeks long. They're highly discounted. They can take a course on how to study the Bible, how to teach the Bible, counseling women, and women in ministry. And each of those courses are offered on the undergrad level and the grad level. And I teach a couple of those. And it's been so fun to see the results of the Life 365, the ladies that have done that, the stories I'm hearing about, the Bible studies they started and the other ministries they've started in their churches. And, you know, it's not just a pastor's wife program. It's for anybody who's in ministry. Mm. But I would think pastor's wives in particular, if especially if they don't have a Bible college education of their own, this would be a great place to start. The courses can be taken for enrichment um, just because you want to get those four courses. But if you decide you want to go on and get your degree, either a bachelor's or master's degree, these are all fully accredited courses that can go right into a degree program. Nice. Oh, that's fantastic. So you're Mm -hmm. saying that not every pastor meets his wife at seminary or Bible college? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) I think it's exciting uh, that you guys have at Clark Summit University looked at, looks like very carefully, what the needs are and said, how can we meet yeah. those needs? And and I see that in the different things that you're doing. Yeah. One thing that I think has been really cool, it's been sort of like a grassroots thing that's come up uh, within the Life Conference is the attendees who have attended the conference year after year after year decided they wanted to give back to CSU. So they created the Life Scholarship. So as part of the event, we raise funds, yeah. the attendees within the event raise mm-hmm. funds to give back to CSU students, Mm. female students who are paying their way to go to school to help lighten their load. And that's just something that just grassroots came up from the attendees of the conference, which is so neat. That is very exciting. 
It really is. Well, I'm excited to see what's happening there. I want to let our listeners know all of the information for both the Life Women's Conference as well as Clark Summit University available in our show notes. Links for the website for Clark Summit University as well as the Life Women's Conference. They can register right there at the uh, website for Life Women's Conference. But as we've heard you guys talk uh, and seen the work that Clark Summit University is doing, we want to pray for you and encourage those who are listening to pray. Where are things headed? We'll start with you, Diane, and what can we pray for you guys for? Well, I appreciate your prayers for the Clark Summit University in general as we continue to prepare Christ-centered, career-ready graduates that are going to go out into the world, both on campus and online. I mean, as we all know, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Right. And, uh, when I look at our, you know, maybe a thousand students that we're ministering to in that way, that's not enough. You know, we need we need more. <laughs> yeah. uh, pray that more students will will come and that the Lord will continue to bless us um, financially. Things were rough there for a few years, but things are getting a lot better for us. And uh, getting more students um, is a big part of that um, to be able to really have a ministry throughout the world as we have done. Uh, for decades. And, you know, since 1932, we want to continue to do that. We have a business major that's growing tremendously right now. And uh, we have a new uh, business department chair and some new courses coming in and some really special things that we're going to be able to do for people that want to be Christians in business. There are so many things that are not so good and not so Christian in the business world. And we want our graduates to be able to have some good influences that way. Whether it's out in the secular world or parachurch organizations or in the church, there's a lot of room for us to have some more Christian business people. Mm. I'm so glad you highlighted that, Diane, because I think that one of the things that we need as a Christian community, and, and we as pastors or leaders should be training our people to, is it's not all dependent on the guy that's in the pulpit. Ephesians chapter four, the leaders in the church are not given to the church to do the work of ministry. They are called to train and empower and equip the saints to do it. And that is so cool that Clarkson University is living out Ephesians four, a way to live out Ephesians Mm four for so many people. I mean, a thousand students now, but we want to see that increase for sure. Mm. Absolutely. One of our biggest growing programs too right now is counseling. And I think that's one of those things that's really important for people in the Christian community. There's a lot of bad counseling out there in the world, and we need a lot of Christian counselors that can help people to see what God says about their challenges. Yeah, and especially in 2020. Mm. Um, and, and as we go, I, I've, I've heard the term like post-COVID. I don't know that there actually <laughs> yeah. will be that fully, but I mean, really with all that everyone has felt right now and so much trauma, mm-hmm. honestly, like really, really hard situations, challenges, there's going to be a huge need for that in the coming years mm-hmm. because of how difficult 2020 has been. Yeah, and mm-hmm. NEC has been uh, partnering with foundations. We've had Fred Jacoby here on the podcast. Yes. And so we see the need for good Bible-based Christian counseling. Absolutely. And I think it's so cool that CSU has trained counselors to definitely have the Word of God as the foundation, mm-hmm. but also to use the great brains God has given us and to see where God's truth is working even outside of Scripture to navigate those things well, but have God's word as the foundation. Amen. Well, Terry, as we look at the Life Women's Conference coming up, uh, give us some details about that and how we can pray for you 
and the Life Women's Conference. Yeah, so the Life Women's Conference will be coming up next on May 28th and 29th of 2021. Um, My probably biggest prayer request is uh, to give us wisdom as to how we can navigate having 800 to 1,000 ladies on campus in a COVID world Mm -hmm. and do it safely. Yeah, Uh, Certainly that would be a big prayer request for us. All right. Um, Also, uh, we are already, this is a very big event, so we are already looking at 2022. Mm -hmm. And if you could pray uh, just for wisdom and for guidance for our planning committee as we work to put that together, that would be great. Yeah, because you took charge of this in a time when (laughs) no one really probably wanted to touch this whole thing. (laughs) Oh, man. Tim, I was was so thankful when when I met Terry, and she started out as an intern with us for the Life Conference two years ago. And uh, I had been praying about being able to turn the conference over to someone eventually. I mean, I'm a missionary. You're always looking for somebody to take your place, Mm -hmm. right? And I'd had my eyes open for quite a while, and I t- met Terry, and I saw how much she loved the Lord and loved his word and loved women's ministries, and uh, it was really great to, to have her come on board and take charge. Oh, that's great. Well, we have uh, here at the studios appreciated Terry. She just, whatever her hand finds to do, as the scripture says, she does it with all her might, and mm. we appreciate mm-hmm. that so about her. Uh, we really do. And we appreciate each of you who have been listening today. There is so much for us to cover throughout this time, and we try to bring it all to you in a very quick and easy way for you to digest, but also that it is helpful to you and useful to you as we try to empower pastors to lead and launch healthy churches in Northeast America. As always, you can find all the details that we mentioned from our show in the show notes. Please share this podcast with those that you know as well, helping us to make dents in the darkness in the Northeast.